0: Welcome to the Callaway Golf Podcast, part of the Callaway Podcast Network. Here's your host, Jeff Newbarth. And welcome to the Callaway Golf Podcast special live edition. Jeff Newbarth here in the home studio in Del Mar, California, and joined from Florida, down in South Florida, by Matt Wallace. What's going on, Matt? How's it going, Jeff? I'm all right. You all right? I'm doing great. Two weeks ago, we were together uh, doing a content shoot at the players, and we'll get into that, and that feels like about 10 lifetimes ago. Yeah.
1: Um, crazy times, crazy times.
0: Yeah, so obviously, um, we're here to take your questions for Matt. Uh, anything you want to ask, and, and look, you know, we're looking at this as a place to sort of distract you from all the craziness going on in the world. We're looking to get a little distracted from what's going on in the world uh, in California. It's obviously very different uh, than where Matt is currently in Florida, uh, where they're still allowed to go play some golf. So let's just get right to that. Have you been able to, to keep your game? Uh, sharp without tournament competition down in Florida
1: yeah I mean it's come a, a strange time and where I'm at in my game I haven't been happy with how I've been playing um, so a little bit of an extended break for me has allowed me to uh, assess a few things talk with my team um, and go away and work and I've just joined uh, golf Club down here um, which is allowing us still to go out and play Uh, they've closed a few things which is absolutely the right decision Um, you can't go into the clubhouse can't do things like that no buggies so you can't be touching anything but uh, still able to hit some balls and do some chipping and short game and stuff so uh, yeah working away at my game and working on my swing um, to try and try and get back to where I want to be
0: and you, you know what's funny is in golf, we always complain, oh, I wish there was an off-season. There's too much golf. I remember Graham McDowell once told me you could play 50 weeks a year if you're a World Tour player like, like you yeah. are. Now we have a little bit of an off-season and all we want is to see golf. I know. It's,
1: we're, um, we're strange people, us golfers. You know? we, uh, we, we, love our, we love our tournament golf, but then we want some time off when we can. Uh, I don't know what Sunjay M is doing at the moment he seems to play every single week of the year. But um, I'm kind of the same. I like playing. I like uh, I like tournament golf. I like putting myself in position to try and win tournaments. And the the weeks off don't. I don't always get to the level that I want to get at in practice. So sometimes I need that. Um, you know, I need that intensity to get my level of golf where I want it to be. Um, so this time off is nice for me, like I say, to go and do some practice. Uh, but I don't know when the next uh, competition is going to come from. So I don't know when that intensity is going to come.
0: Yeah, and look, we're, we're not going to speculate on when golf's going to return. Mm. Uh, we do want to have your questions here on, uh, on this live version of the Callaway Golf Podcast, Jeff and Matt. Um, and we're going to get to a lot of your questions. But if you ask about when golf's coming back or, or when tournaments are going to resume, we're not going to go there because nobody knows. We don't it. know. Nobody knows. <laughs> and, and look, we... Yeah, and the good news is what we've learned is everyone's taking this seriously in the sports world and that things will not go back to quote-unquote normal until we know that things are right today. In fact, the Olympics uh, were postponed for a year, which, which we both talked about a second ago. was a good move. But let me get to some questions right now. Uh, this is from Stanley Dostal 23. Stanley Dostal 23, how far can you hit your pitching wedge?
1: Well, standard pitching wedge is about 138 yards. Um, it differs from week to week, uh, not drastically, but uh, let's say well, down in Mexico, obviously the altitude change and stuff like that, I think I was, uh, it was about 15%. So I was up in the 150s, um, uh, so that was nice, up in the high 150s, that area. But, and then you get cold and down at Honda at 7 o'clock in the morning uh, down here in Florida was going about 120 uh so it differs, but normal normal pitching wedge is about one three eight.
0: You know what I learned is you know who doesn't know how far to hit his pitching wedge, and you can watch this in the vlog that's up on CallawayGolf.com and on our YouTube channel is the battle of the doormats, Matt yeah. Wallace versus Matt Browning. We saw him hit a couple pitching wedges and they uh they both were swimming with that gator.
1: They were not very good, let's put it that way. Um yeah. we uh we had fun. I hit one in nice and tight. So I knew how far my wedges were going. And that's an important thing to know. Uh, distance control uh, is very, very important. And gapping. And it's one of the things that I've managed to, to find really easy from the change into the Callaway stuff is the gapping in my irons uh, and my wedges have been, have been absolutely fantastic. So um, very important. And you see some of the best players and iron, iron players in the world have that gapping and that, that distance control down to, down to the
0: tee. Yeah, one thing I noticed, one of the bigger, I mean, there's so many differences between tour players and and the rest of us who like to play, was Adam Hadwin. I believe it was at the Safeway Open up in Napa. He and his caddy were out there and they went all the way to the right of the range and his caddy walked downrange a little bit. Mm -hmm. And they were hitting four or five clubs to figure out, even in Napa, because there's just a little bit of elevation, exactly what the percentage was, whether it was like 1.4%. And they dialed in their numbers for the week. And I was so impressed by that because, you know, you never think about that. Where, you know, for me, I live, you know, about a half mile from Torrey Pines, which the ball goes nowhere one because i yeah. don't hit it far but two because yeah. of the thick air and and, and kind of you know the, the the dampness in the air but really how important it is like do you do that every week do you kind of try to dial in exact distances or do you kind of have a baseline unless it's something like mexico or denver or something like that
1: no you, you have you have to be really um it kind of throws you when you when you hit a shot let's say in the morning somewhere and and you hit it well, and it doesn't go the distance you think it it should, and it kind of messes with your head a little bit. So, um, yeah, every single week the use of technology nowadays, TrackMan, and like you say with what Adam did, that's very old school. Sending your caddy out there. Uh, I remember doing it with my my uh, old caddy, where he'd put one arm up if it was if it was long, or one arm down if it was if it was uh, short, and you'd go by that sort of way and, and understanding. Um, it's very important. Every single week you're, you're trying to work on your distance control and, and how far the ball will be going that week.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. Right, right, let's get to some other questions that we have. Um, best advice for a junior golfer that wants to be on tour. This is from Zabe Shore Golf. Zabe Shores Golf.
1: I've done, I've been through it all. You know, I've been through um, the mini tour ranks. I've done, county golf to international golf, professional goal from the mini tours up to where i am now and the main thing that i found was putting yourself under pressure as much as you can uh, in practice so you can do that on the range the, the putting my main one is the putting the drills that i that i worked on in my first year as a professional golfer from watching other pros do it on that mini tour um because i felt like when i got onto the the first green and I had a six or seven foot putt for par or any sort of distance, you've done all that pressure stuff on the practice green. And you've also done it when you, when you get a putt to win, you've gone, right, I've done all my preparations for this moment. I'll go and knock it in. So it's more the doing that for your self-esteem, self-confidence. So one of my main ones is I call it the Donalding drill, the Luke Donald drill, um, mm. which I've seen him do. It's four to eight feet um 20 putts and you have to make 15 uh so you're doing that on the practice screen and then you get to you get to 14 putts and you've got one last eight footer at the end and you know that if you don't make it you've got to start again so there's pressure there and you're feeling it on the putt on the practice screen you know so you make that and you feel comfortable you feel confident and you go out onto the golf course to play and you feel ready
0: Yeah, and one of the drills uh, you also like to practice, you showed us, is Mm. about a six-footer, three different ways. One being super firm if you were – I think you termed it like if you were in in the Ryder Cup and it's – there's no point in not leaving this one short. Yeah, match play. And then a second one where, which is kind of your your stock putt where you played it sort of to kind of die – uh, at yeah. the hole, and then another one where where you needed a two putt, and well, ironically, you made all three of those putts. So you you basically showed us you can make the this. That's same really history.
1: good for your pace control, though, and and understanding break. So if you if you just take a six footer, a normal six footer, um, a lot of people would try and hold the putt, but hit them all different pace, and they wouldn't understand why they may miss one high or miss one low if it's short of pace. So actually, getting on a, a putt that maybe slope slightly right to left, and hit one firm that's going to be inside right, hit one soft that's just outside, and then hit one slow that breaks more. And then you start to understand the pace of the the greens, you understand your control of distances. Um, And it's a really good drill, actually, to hit three putts from the same place at different speeds to see the break and stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's one thing people can do at home, right, is... If, you, if you're Jonesing for golf, you can see I got my my trusty triple track number uh, ten sitting right here. And the minute we're done with this, I'm going to be doing some office putting. Um, but you know, I think that putting is something people can kind of work on at home, um, whether it's speed control. Uh, you know, we put out a video this week, uh, kind of playing through, which showed a lot of the the members of the Callaway uh, family. Uh, lots of other people have been doing this, just kind of doing our little. Whether it's trick shots, you know, Cliff trying to do a really fast putt downhill in a uh, in, in off a hardwood floor. Um, yeah. One of the other putting drills i love to see pros work on is when they kind of do kind of what Phil kind of made famous is put the circle, and and Phil does it with 100 putts. He's got to make 100 putts in a row. Um, yeah. And what he always said is when he won that major at Baltus Raw, when he had a three-footer to win, he wasn't thinking about making a three-footer to win you know, the PGA Championship. He was thinking about making number 74, 77 yeah. in a row out of 100. Just relating even, even 100 Yeah,
1: I think that drill there, um, it tests your patience. It tests your your mental strength it tests way more than just your stroke you know but then ultimately it just comes down to making that putt so if you can get rid of the the psychological aspect of wow this is number 90 or number 99 or something that you've done loads and loads you actually go right reset what do i need to do to hold this putt you know the pressure is there and if you make it you can move on and Bill, like I said, he had a three-footer to win a major championship, but he just went back to what he's been doing, and that is, I need to make this putt to move on, and that's it. There's no no bigger thing than that.
0: And if you go back and watch the the, the video of that, and trust me, we all have time to do that, you can see him, and he gets next to it, and he makes a putt, and then he kind of steps in an imaginary one, and then hits it, so you could tell he was doing the drill. Hey, we got a question from Bill Moore, uh, who's watching this live on Facebook. And he wants to know, what are you working on the most right now? If there's one part of your game that you want to focus on during this, this, this off period that we all have, what, what are you going to be working on?
1: Well, I've got a few things, but probably my main one is um, trying to dial in my driver, my new Maverick driver. Um, mm-hmm. Moving into, I've tested a few different heads. I've tested a few different things. And moving from a company to another company, my first ever time, um, it's getting that feel, getting that, that, that feel and that sense of actually I can pull out a driver in the 72nd hole of a tournament because I can stand there and stripe, stripe it on the, on the range all, all day long. Um, but statistically, I've been down a little bit with my, with my driving. And it's, it's mainly me. Um, my swing hasn't been, like I say, where I wanted it to be. So at the moment, I'm working on my technical parts in my swing. And then using my clubs, using my Maverick driver and and seeing what it produces, what sort of shot it produces. And I want that one shot that I know that I can go to. Um, And a perfect example is TPC Sawgrass, the 18th hole, water up the left-hand side. You can't go long right, there's trees. Um, My go-to shot is a little fade. So I set up a wall down the left-hand side. and that would be down the waterline, and I'd hit it down it, and it slightly fade off it into the middle of the fairway. Um, I didn't have that on lockdown when we were playing, so that is my main focus at the moment. And I've had that before. I'm going to try and get that back, and that's what I'm going to focus on in the next few, however long, however long. Yeah.
0: Go. So are you are you someone who watches video? Like, will you go pull video? of swings from when you feel like you were completely dialed in or will you just kind of say, this is what I got to work with. So how how do you use video?
1: Absolutely. I mean, I've got my phone here and I'll, I'll go through and I'll show you how many, if we can see where we yeah, there. There we are. We can see that. This is hundreds and hundreds of, uh, swings that I've got over the past and tournaments in practice Uh weeks. Um, people that I, I guess I like Robert Rock, my coach, and Liam James, who have got hundreds of of videos that they send to me and I look at. And I like the positional things in swings. So um, actually hitting the positions that I want to. um, And I haven't been hitting them. So that's where it's nice to know uh, that if I don't hit those positions, I probably won't produce the shots that I want to hit. So actually, if I can get back to hitting those positions, um, I'll be able to produce.
0: All right. Well, in honor of Robert Rock, we've got to take our hats off for a second.
1: Oh, so. yeah. Sorry, yeah.
0: <laughs> that guy's the best. That guy's the best. Some of the best hair you will ever see uh, in all of golf. All right. We got a couple more questions coming in here. You can ask your questions for Matt Wallace here as we do this live. Um, this is from Fark. Quaven, or maybe Lord Farquhar from Shrek, I'm not really sure. How do you improve your putting? I know we were just talking about it, but specifically when you go out to, to your golf club today and you're going to say, All right, I'm going to spend, do you spend an hour? Do you spend an hour and a half? Do you spend, you know, what amount of time and what do you do?
1: I th- yeah, I, I really try not to put a time limit on, uh, on anything. And I know that's difficult. That's my job. I wouldn't expect anyone else in, in their job to put a time limit on trying to get something right. Uh, so if per se you have an hour, try and work on something there's a few there's a few fundamentals a few keys that i'd say you have to go to and they are pace putting strike and then your stroke work green reading is massively important but you can green read as much as you want if you hit it too hard or too soft you're not going to hold a putt so um i um, i go straight into stroke work there's a there's something that everyone can buy and my coaches are going to love me for saying this. It is the Harold Swash uh, My T- my Template, MI template mm-hmm. that you everyone can buy. Um, and it's really good because it gives you set positions in your stroke that where your face should be, should be aiming, and then also where the, the centre line should be in that stroke. Different arcs, so you can have stronger arc or less arc. But it's funny, when I was... 17-18 I used to think that I had to have a straight back straight through stroke um, and I'm still learning now that I need a more of a rotation a more into in sort of stroke um, so that's one thing I'd massively work on is in your in your technical side your strike strike in the middle of the putter is massive if you don't hit the middle of the putter it can go offline um, different spins so you're gonna you're gonna hit it On a right-to-left, you cut it, you're going to spin it up the hill a little bit and you won't get the right roll on the putt. And then lastly, pace putting. Like I said, you need to get that touch and that feel to actually understand green reading. Uh, So very simple one drill is putting putting a tee peg down in the ground and putt to a tee peg. If you leave it short, I don't know, give yourself a scoring system uh, or even put yourself under more pressure. You can't leave a putt short but then maybe put another tee peg three foot past and you can't hit it outside that yeah. tee peg. So uh, loads of little things that you can make up and then give, I'd say, give your own test, do your own test, do something that works for you. Um, and then, then keep, an, keep an eye on it to try and improve.
0: Do you listen to music while you practice?
1: I used to, and then I stopped. Um, I want to feel and hear the strike. I don't get to do that in tournament golf. So why do it when I'm practicing? Um, I, I, I'm sure I've heard Tiger talk about that before. Yeah, um, He wants to hear and feel the strike, you know, and you can hear so much um, when you actually hit the proper shot. So, uh, yeah, I try not to.
0: He's pretty good. I mean, he's someone you probably want. If he says to do something, it's probably worth
1: doing. I mean, he's up and he's behind you there on the wall behind you with Phil. So he he's is. not exactly he is. too bad.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that's true. That's true. You know, what's interesting is... That, you know, there's such a great group of tour pros who live down kind of where you are down in that Jupiter West Palm, and so many great golf courses down there. Have you gotten a chance to explore some of the other golf courses besides your club? Because my favorite one in all of Florida is just on the water, uh, a little east of probably where you are right now at Seminole.
1: I haven't been there, um, I've wanted to get there really badly, um, maybe in the future, but at the moment, obviously, we're not on lockdown yet. Um, yeah but a lot of golf clubs are taking the the right decision in my view to not allow guests to come to other golf courses. So it's just yeah. members uh, that are allowed to play. Um, the reason we moved down to this way was I played in the Honda classic last year. I played this Florida swing. I played the Honda classic. I played Bay Hill and the players and I just, well, we loved it. My girlfriend and I loved it. Um, and yeah, it seems like half the tour is, is down this way. But there is, there's a reason for that. It's great golf, um, really good restaurants in the area that we haven't been able to venture out and see. Um, but we know they are because we went to a few last year. Um, the weather's brilliant. And for me, being English, I can get home pretty simple going from either Orlando or Miami. So um, golf-wise, it's unbelievable. You can't really get better than down here. Uh, I've managed to play the Bears Club, uh, which is fantastic. Uh, I've played Dye Preserve, which has been amazing. And I know Callaway have an uh, attachment yeah. there, which is amazing for me. So I can go up there and, and see some of the guys if I need anything changing or fixing, which I've done before with my team. Um, and now I'm up at Medlis. So I'm practicing up there and uh, the facilities and the and the people around there, the
0: members are just brilliant. Yeah, yeah, it's such a great facility down there. All right, we got another question from the Iceman. I wonder if that's Henrik Stenson. It'd be Maybe. kind of nice of him to jump in here. There seems to uh, there seems like there are several golfers from the UK on the European Tour that appear to get along and make it that tour a little looser from the PGA Tour. All right, so I guess what his question is 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 the European Tour because of sort of the camaraderie or or kind of whatever it is we see it at the Ryder Cup. Your your mm-hmm. team seems to be very well connected every single time. Um, is it a looser, more, you know, kind of fun group or is it just kind of different?
1: Well, I, I think I'm I'm a good person to ask because I'm kind of new to, to both tours, really. I'm, it's only my third, third time out on the European Tour, third year on the European Tour. Kind of first full card on the PGA Tour and being out here for a bit. Played a few tournaments last year. Um, I just think a lot of PGA Tour players do their own thing quite a bit. Out on this tour, and it's it's easy to do that. You know, you, some people have their motor vans that they can stay in. Um, I've still gone out with with players for dinner over here, which mm-hmm. is it's just quite easy to set it up. You just you just ask someone, and they either yeah. say yes, or no. So, uh, but on the European tour, a lot of the guys staying in the same hotels a lot of the time. Um, that's one thing I probably would say is the difference. The hotels in Europe are a bit better than in America. So. The guys in America over here would probably say they'd have a house more. They'd, right. they'd rent a house for the week than, say, move into the hotel. So maybe that's the difference where in Europe, the hotels that a lot of the players will stay in. So there's more chance that someone might say, do you fancy going for dinner tonight? And that's how it started. Um, European tour, we played we play for dinner a lot in practice rounds or, or even like in tournament rounds. I've played against Rocky in a tournament round uh, for dinner when we played together. So... Yeah, the camaraderie, I'd say, is a little bit tighter on the European tour, only for the fact that um spend a little bit more time together. I haven't yeah. been fortunate enough to play on the Ryder Cup, so I don't know the dynamics there. But I know for a fact that the, U, the, the U.S. team are trying harder to get a little bit tighter with that, that because they believe it's a massive thing to
0: help them try and win. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, we got a question uh, from The Catalyst, our buddy Clayton. He wants to know if you're working on your lefty game. Now we've seen that at at actually at your golf club at Medalist, with uh, some of the guys going out there playing lefty, and then the Floridian with uh, Claude Harmon posting some videos exactly. of Kepka and those guys. Are, are you working on your lefty game? And if so, why?
1: Absolutely not. Uh, Good, but I have I have swung it before with lefty, and I've seen it, and I like it. But I can't play. I, I mean. Absolutely ridiculous! What I saw Brooks doing, like swinging it at one ten. I can only just about swing it one ten anyway. So oh, yeah. um, it it was it was very impressive. I liked what JT and uh, Ricky were doing, just you know having a crack going out there and playing, um, showing people that if JT and Ricky turned up and you played them, then you'd give them a good go, sort of thing. You'd give them a good game. Um, so yeah, if I can get some lefty clubs um i'll go out and play someone lefty for a bit
0: all right well we'll next when we can get back in the office we'll find some of phil's old big sets and we'll, oh, we'll send them your maybe way not,
1: but yeah if phil would let me borrow i saw his putter yeah. actually when i was at um the eli calloway facility when i was signing uh-huh. and they were just making his uh master's putter that he won with they were yeah. re-gripping it and i was just amazed i was like in awe so i said can i hold it so I held, I don't know if Phil knows this, but I held, just held his putter and I was like, okay, this has won the Masters. It's probably won multiple majors and I was just holding it. And I think he's using it now, um, is, yeah. which is, it was really
0: cool just to have that. That's the great thing about putting though, right? Is like, it's, you know, as, as sometimes it's just having a, a familiar friend, if you're not following Joe Toulon and the Odyssey uh, golf feed, Uh, you got to follow them on Instagram. Joey put up a couple yesterday, like a blue finish of an Atlanta, and he's working on different... I saw the marble
1: finish one that he did. Joe Joe and his dad have done some unbelievable things, and they helped me massively. Um, Coming from a putter, and they said, listen, it's one of your best parts of your game. We don't want to force you into something other than than what you're using. So they had a look at my putter that I was using, and they made one up, and it's unbelievable. Like the stuff that they can do and yeah, definitely go and follow them on Instagram and just see how good their work is. And it's, it's amazing.
0: Yeah, it's, it's complete art. All right. We got one more question for you. Then I got a few more and we'll wrap this up. What was your handicap when you were 14? Toby Pressy wants to know. What was 14 year old Matt Wallace's handicap?
1: I wasn't very good. As a lot of people know, I wasn't a great golfer um, back in the day. Uh, I think I think I was off four or five, but I was very much a a short game short game player. You know, I could I could get it around the green and then I'd chip and putt, um, and I'd somehow shoot around that that sort of number. And then I started to really apply myself a little bit more. Um, and I was growing up with the likes of Tom Lewis, another Callaway player uh, yeah. who was just unbelievable at that time. Um, had an amazing swing, still does. Hit hit it great back then. As a fourteen, as a fourteen-year-old, was hitting it like a proper, a proper player. Um, so I had people that I could try and try and emulate. Callum Shinquin as well, another Callaway player I grew up playing with, who hit it a bomb. Uh, got out onto the European tour way before I was I was even there. I think I was still on mini tours. So I had people that I could try and look up to and try and try and compete with, um, and that's how I improved. And I think Rory said it a couple of weeks back, he was saying a bit of advice, go out and play with the best player you possibly can. Doesn't matter if you get thumped, doesn't matter how you play, just go and play with them because it will make you better. And I still use that today. I still, whenever I play with guys um, on tour, play with Rory in a practice ground, play with Tiger at the Open for two for two days, uh, first two days, you know, just Watching them, trying to learn from them um, because you know how good they actually are.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think people don't understand that tour pros are always learning. Tour pros are always trying always. to get better. And, and that's what I love about the game, right, is that you guys are always you – know, I don't know any tour pro who's ever been satisfied with, with anything that they're doing. You can
1: see it in through history, you know, Martin Keimer, Luke Donald. Martin wanted to move to try and hit a draw to win the Masters and he was world number one. So, but you can't discredit him for that because he was trying to push himself. He felt like he needed to do that to win the Masters. Um, he's moving back now to hitting the fade. Uh, I, I know that for a fact. And even I, I practice at, at the medalist with Alex Noren and Alex and I are great friends and we we're speaking away, chatting away and i was talking to him about when he won four times in a year. I think it's four times in a year on the European yeah. Tour. Uh, and he just hit one shot. One fade, one fade, and then he putted the lights out. Uh, and then he moved away from that, trying to hit a draw. So, But you, again, it's, we're, we're crazy, us professionals, but we want to improve. We want to get better. We, he probably saw maybe Tiger shape both shots uh, and go, right, well, if he's doing it, I need to do it. We can do it, but it's doing it under pressure. It's doing it under 72nd hole pressure, you know, to win a tournament, tight left flag water up the left, wind off the left. Maybe you want to hold one into the wind and draw it into wind. Can you do it then rather than hit a fade that you'd normally do? Um, so things play in our mind sort of when we go to bed, when we're sleeping, look, like maybe I need to go and try a draw or practice a draw. And Alex is now moving back to hitting a fade. So, uh, yeah, sticking to one shot is a, is, is a focus sometimes, but being able to hold it up under pressure is, is also a key
0: you know, with, with Norin, I love watching him practice because that move mm-hmm. he makes, right, when he just goes down low and everything. Like, I, I physically cannot do that. Uh, yeah. my, my body won't let me do that. But, man, it is just so I've never seen watch.
1: someone hit so many balls in the space of... Well, we were on the range there for maybe four hours, and he had all his stations set up, and he must have gone through big buckets of balls, like the big ones that probably hold 100 in... Must have gone through three buckets in the space of four hours just pounding. And I'm one, I'm a one bucket guy, so I'll yeah. hit a bucket and then I'll video it and then I'll, I'll do some exaggerated fields and then I'll hit another one. But he'll stand there and he'll pound balls, pound balls, and that's why he's
0: oh, unbelievable. He's hands
1: hands and the gone. calluses that he has, he's putting tape around his thumb to, to yeah. help the grip and stuff. And
0: just seriously, seriously impressive. One of the best ball strikers that I've ever seen. For sure. All right. We're going to wrap this up in just a second, but I want to hit a little rapid fire with you. Not the same stuff we did down at Sawgrass. That's all going to come yeah. out this week. We're going to see tons of content uh, on CallawayGolf.com and all of our social channels. I hope so we answer kind of five- one of the questions about, yeah, we'll, we'll leave it. Yeah, no, we're not going to go there. We're not going to go there. Yeah. All right, so, so I have six ones for you, kind of rapid fire. Favorite golf course you get to play on any of the tour events that you uh, are members of?
1: okay i'll I'll do one from either side sawgrass okay. p j tour unbelievable great tournament, great golf course love it, and then wentworth the p j um again similar feel both similar feels. both kind of flagship events for the players um and I love them both they're they're two of my favorite that I get to play
0: plus what's cool about wentworth too is london like it's city you know you're it's there. like
1: yeah, right. it's just
0: having having the excitement. That's why I love Riviera so much for me over here. It's just, I mean, you have all the energy and excitement of the Hollywood Hills and Los Angeles that kind of provides. All right, next one. Favorite club in your bag? Ooh. Well, I've
1: just moved, literally, at Bay Hill. I've just moved to the Callaway Apex MB irons. Um, okay, First ever blade I've ever moved into. And I, I've... I've never hit something so so sweet. So, yeah, the, the irons at the moment are probably my favorite club.
0: Do you have those? Do you have those right next to you?
1: I've got them right here. Yeah, let's let's show people. These You're are doing video, right? These are the puppies. Oh wow! Is that I like that. There we go. So, these are my favorite clubs at the moment. I've got a Modus Three NS Pro shaft in. Uh, and yeah I mean just I I was scared I'm not going to lie I was scared to move into a blade Um, but I felt like I was swinging it well enough uh, to actually get an understanding and feedback where my swing was at Uh, so you can't really you can't miss hit these shots these clubs because they're not as forgiving as say um, the Apex Pros or something more forgiving than than that but for me, I felt like I had to really concentrate on the strike. I had to focus on my swing, which I like doing under pressure. I like to focus on that rather than the outcome, let's say. Um, and I, my iron play improved like instantly. The, the Like I said before, the gapping was great. The spin, the dispersion was better with these. So uh, to be able to put them in play straight away was kind of... Um, was nice to me. I was, like I said before, I was scared, but then I went and had my best place finished uh, this year with them that week. And it wasn't anything to do with my, my, my off the tee because I, I, I lost in strokes gained off the tee, but I gained with my iron play, So my approach play. So that was really nice.
0: Yeah, I think maybe next time we do a vlog with you and, and maybe we'll just keep this battle of the doormats going, maybe we make Browning play with blades and we see what happens
1: let's see I, i'm not sure it can get you left maybe it will get worse
0: <laughs> you lefty versus him with blades
1: there we go there that we go be, that, that's that the closer thing uh right. me lefty him with blades and yeah. um that'll be a little bit closer match i think
0: notice i didn't volunteer myself for that all right favorite movie
1: <laughs> uh oh i love a comedy um i love a lot so i do love the austin powers movies Austin yeah. Powers Gold Member is probably my favorite movie of all time, but then I do like Gladiator as well. Um, so that's nice.
0: Can you do a Austin Powers imitation?
1: I can, but I'm not going to. Jeff, you always you, try and make me do these things. I know. Um, well, uh, live on TV as well.
0: I'm hoping that, like, as we're just having conversation, one day your guard'll just go down. All right, favorite uh, groovy, music baby. right now, there groovy baby. There you go. There you go. <laughs> favorite favorite music right now.
1: Um, The Weeknd's new album. A uh, big weekend fan. Uh, so that's on repeat at the moment in the house.
0: And I know they're all special, but I'm assuming I know the answer to this one, favorite major, it's gotta be, you know, you're, you're, you're open back over there, right?
1: Yeah, the open. Um, yeah. Ever since growing up, my first, it was actually my first ever tournament I went to back in 2003. So uh, I was 13, I went down to Royal St. George's and uh, it was my first time meeting Tiger as well. I said, go on Tiger. And he said, thanks, man. So, yeah.
0: Have you told him early. that story?
1: Uh, I haven't. Uh, no.
0: Well, I'm sure no, he's watching just, this right now. Yeah,
1: so. but he won't remember. Like, he won't, no, no. I mean, you i were
0: the he, only one who said that to him.
1: Exactly. I mean, yeah. Oh, but you that kid in 2003. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, we, uh, I remember saying, good luck. And he said, thanks, man. So, that was, that, I just, I remember driving or being driven home and uh, just going, oh, Spoke to Tiger, spoke to Tiger.
0: It was was pretty cool. I worked worked the Open at St. George's when Clark won.
1: Um,
0: I'm blanking out on the year. What is it, 12? 11?
1: About then, was it?
0: Yeah, Um, because 10 was at St. Andrew's, obviously. That place is, I mean, I know we're supposed to go back there there this year. That place is so amazing. What is it, the fourth hole with that bunker in the middle of the fairway that I think you could fit a small town in? One of the biggest
1: bunkers ever, yeah.
0: Oh my God. Like the first time, like I, I literally, so, so I flew uh, from, you know, the United States over to Gatwick. They picked me up, drove yeah. me down to, I think we stayed in Dover at yeah. some, some, some hotel. What was really fun about that is the world cup had just ended down in South Africa. Yeah. So a lot of uh, like Mike Tarico and, and all these, these, these guys who were on the road for like 40 straight days calling that had to come to the open. So they're just so punch drunk. Um, that, that you yeah. know, and we, all, we all just kind of dinner together every night at the hotel, breakfast together, kind of like what you were talking about uh, on the European tour. But that was such an amazing scene. So leaving there on Sunday afternoon after uh, Clarky won, the, the, the vans we were taking just couldn't go anywhere because it was just gridlock. So we right. just got out. We just got yeah. out and went to a pub and we just hung out yeah. for a couple hours and we told the guy to just pick us up in a couple hours later and take us back to, because we were like 45 minutes away.
1: Yeah, you can always count place. on the open having a pub nearby and there being golf fans and just having a great time I think it's one of the best things about golf in England and the UK is like golf, golf fans are, are some of the best fans in any sport because you can just I can, I can talk for two, three hours with someone I've never met just about golf and about the game and yeah. we don't get really to do that and you can, you can chat about football or soccer over here but you don't really have that sort of connection, whereas golf, I mean, because I think, I think it's the closest where uh, amateurs and professionals probably connect more um, through golf because we always have bad days, you know.
0: Hey, Miles, the cat wants to come, Say, Come here, buddy. I'm going to yeah. go grab him while you answer this last question. Uh, if you're going to go, oh, he's walking away, one meal. What, what are you going for for, uh, for, for one meal? Not, not that last I'm probably like meal. morbid or anything, but no, 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 not last meal. Like if last you're out after you win your next tournament, yep. what's the celebratory meal going to be? And I'm going to grab the cow here real quick. Oh, um, I'd have to go
1: steak and chips. Um, and the thing is, the meal doesn't really matter, does it? It's about the, it's about the drink. So the drink is more and yeah. important than the meal. So it would be a good bottle of bread. Um, which goes very well with a with a good steak and chip. So that's my meal.
0: All right, Matt. Miles wanted to say hi. 18 year old Siamese cat. He's uh he's pretty good on the putting green, uh deflecting oh, yeah? me. Yeah. yeah, so I'll I'll putt yeah. and he'll knock it away. Right, buddy? All right, you wanna go. All yeah. right. He wanted to I promised some people he would make an appearance on this. Matt Wallace, thank you so much for taking some time to engage with uh our Callaway fans. One thing, you know, this is the third thing we've done together and what I love. Uh, just right away is your, your game for anything. Whether it's it's messing around with Amanda and building a wall and trying to teach her how to hit, yeah. uh, whether it's doing a vlog with with, with Browning, the instructional. The, I, I watched a cut yesterday of one of your putting tips that's going to go live uh, sometime this week on OdysseyGolf.com, uh, and it's just you, you just have such an enthusiasm for uh, helping people, which uh, which we need help. We need help with our golf. So yeah. thank you.
1: No worries. I've got plenty more stories. So stay tuned, everyone, and we've got we've got plenty more in there.
0: All right, and where can people follow you? Because uh, I'm sure everybody who's listening is already following you, but just, just refresh them.
1: Yeah, Instagram, uh, Matt SJ Wallace, and then Twitter. I'm not really sure my Twitter handle, but you'll find me if you type in Matt Wallace, I'm sure. Um, I'm not sure what we'll be doing in these times. I'll be maybe posting something to do with golf over the over the course of the duration, or we're not doing much. Um, but maybe I'll do what's in the bag. Maybe people don't know exactly what I'm using at the moment or – I'll go into more detail about what I do in my golf setup and, and my club, the, the way the that Callaway helped me move from my last manufacturer into the Callaway stuff. Uh, so maybe that'll be interesting to people to actually know the intricate details as to how I set up my golf club.
0: Yeah, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. And later this week on the Callaway Golf Podcast, we're going to go live uh, with Kevin Nong. So... Uh, If you have questions for Kevin, uh, hit us up on our social channels and ask them. And I believe we're going to have a not live, but a podcast. Uh, We're trying to get one with the legend with Tom Watson. So plenty of good content. Stay with all of our social channels as uh, we're going to use this opportunity to kind of distract you. And look, we know so many people love the game of golf. and We're going to do our best to keep bringing you as much uh, golf content as we can. Matt, thanks so much for spending some time and stay safe. And uh, we'll talk to you soon.
1: Thanks, guys.